So I want to talk about this morning about um, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters in Christ. Have you ever heard that? I, I used to, I don't say irritate me, because Christians don't get irritated, but it was funny when, when um, you would hear someone speak about Sister Caroline or Brother Bob. We're going to Brother Bob for lunch tonight, today. Um, so in the household of God, in, in Christian family, God has adopted us into the household of God. And we, by nature of that, are brothers and sisters in Christ. Have you ever heard of that, my brothers and sisters in Christ? Because we're part of God's family, part of God's household. But to call each other brother and sister, I'm going to brother and sister. Welcome, brother, Be- brother Sister Betty. On a Sunday, it can't only be that where we greet each other as brother and sister, but that we have no connection. We spoke about you can have connectivity, but no real deep connection. And in the church, God calls us to connection as brothers and sisters, spiritual brothers and sisters, spiritual mother and fathers in the household of God. This thing that we have, what we're building here, And I'll say it's a Joshua generation thing in the way that we're building church together. is different. And it's special. And it is not common. It's not common that you see around other churches the way we build family. And it is not common in the world to build what we're building. You know, when I meet people that are visiting for the first time, often they will say, this is very different. And it is very different. The way we're building is we're building family. We're not building a theology of Jesus Christ. We're building around the person of Jesus Christ. And we're building with brothers and sisters in Christ. That we would all achieve our purpose and our destiny in Him together. But we're doing it through family. We're not doing it through theology, five quick steps to your best life now. It'll never be that. It'll never be. When I, when I think about, you know, we, we, we worship Jesus as if he's walking amongst us. And we want him. We want the Spirit of God to be amongst us and him walking through his people. Is that not truth? We need to represent him well as if he was walking amongst us in, within the body of Christ. So what would it look like if he was really here? Would it be Sunday only? And then we live our lives and then we come back on the next Sunday for the next uh, encouragement or rebuke or whatever it is. As, as the body of Christ, we need to represent him well to those that are coming in and to those that are amongst us. We, we're representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus, to each other in a real way. Not a tick the box, I've done X, Y, Z, I handed out the leaflets, I did the bookends, I looked after the kids and then there was no connection. It has to be authentic. What we're building is authentic, real Christianity. So when I joined this church, and Julie would know, Andrew and Emps that started this church started in a lounge building family. That's what they did. They built family. And when we came into the church, we were pulled in through the relationships, li- living in each other's homes, amongst each other. That's what kept us. And now, 20 years later, it is 40-something congregations. Some, those seeds that were planted then, this is the fruit of building family. 
So Acts 2.42, you've all heard that, that this, Acts, this scripture was preached over and over and over because this was the vision for what we felt authentic church should look like, authentic Christianity. The Christian family was birthed 2,000 years ago. So this is the context is Peter preaching to those that had never heard the gospel before, and it says 3,000 were saved. 3,000 were added to their, to their number. Okay, let's go. With, um, with many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them to save yourselves from this corrupt generation. And those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. This is the, origin, this is the church, the original start of, of Jesus' ministry, the first fruits. Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. Verse 44, this is what I want you to see. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their possessions and good and they gave to anyone as they had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those that were being saved. And the picture of that, Acts 2.42, where all the believers had everything in common. They lived in their homes daily. They broke bread together. They prayed together. They gave each other as each had need. There's the, that is the picture of what we're trying to build. And it's not our idea. It is God's way. So when we, when, how we do this is key to what people come and see and how we receive them. We, don't, we, we choose our friends. We can choose our friends. Those that we get on well with better than the other person, we can decide how, who we connect with. But we don't choose family. We receive family. We receive those that are coming in as visitors to look in. We receive those that have been born again and are new. God has added them daily to us. We receive them. And it's our responsibility to receive them well. How do we receive them well? Well, we reflect Jesus well to them. We love them. We love them like He loved us. Gracious compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. I love that the gospel is amazing that while we were still sinners, while I was still a sinner, he loved me. While you were still a sinner, while you were still steeped in deception and corruption, he loved you. And how we welcome those that are unsaved into this church makes a massive difference. You know, Andrew always used to say it's not so much what we get saved out of, but what we get saved into. You know, think about this. If you get born again and get left alone on the side of the street, what kind of fruit will you produce? How will you survive? How will it be that the enemy doesn't take you out or, or short circuits your, your walk or your journey with him? But if you get saved and you get added into family, if you get added into this house, the household of God, and we love you well, and we shepherd you well, and we encourage you well. There's many here today that have been loved well. Declan, 
five years you wrestled, but inside the body of Christ, wrestling with addiction. And he was loved well until he came through and God delivered him, delivered him. And now he's on eldership. But five years wrestling. I can say for me and Belinda, we've been here 20 years, but we wouldn't still be here if we didn't have family, the family of God to keep us. <clears throat> so I said it can't be a Sunday thing. And it's not, neither is it a my ministry thing. So you, you, join, you join the church for the benefit of your ministry. Does that make sense? It's not for that. It's for the, you join the church to live family, to be part of one another's lives. And in that, we would minister to each other and we would encourage each other and we'd help each other grow in our gifts. But I don't join the church that it's a platform for me to, to launch my ministry. <clears throat> it's also not a my miracle thing. I've come here for my miracle and my blessing. Uh, it's not a prosperity gospel thing either. Jesus, if you, if, when you know him, you'll know what he's like. And he wasn't a my prosperity guy. He wasn't. He was a come and die guy. <clears throat> and in that, we, get, we, we, get, we receive miracles. I mean, the whole thing of salvation is a miracle on its own. And then the miracle of healing and the miracle of breakthrough that we're speaking about. But that wasn't the thing. He was a, you can give me John um, 5. So this was Jesus' heart. It was like a new command I give you. And that word new was a fresh. It wasn't something new. They had heard that about God's love before. But he was saying this is a new, this is a fresh way for you to see God's love. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And just leave that up. He said, Love one another as I have loved you. How did he love us? He died. It's a sacrificial. It's not an airy-fairy, emotional, gooey love. It was a sacrificial come and die. For God so loved the world that he gave his son to die. So that we could have eternal life. So how do we love each other? We sacrifice for each other. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we sacrifice for each other. We don't just greet each other from across the room once on a Sunday. We live in each other's homes daily. We, we practice this thing. We, and sacrificial is John 15 verse 9 to 13 where Jesus says, No greater love is this. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. No greater love for us to lay down our lives, to give, out our give up our comfort and convenience, and just to sacrifice our own rights, our own plans, our own comfort, our own security, our own financial security, where we, we're, we're generous and we're risking, God, I trust you with this thing. You tell me to give, or you tell me to be generous, I'm going to do it. You tell me to look after the brothers and sisters in the family of God. Uh, in uh, Matthew 12, verse 48, Dan spoke about Jesus telling John to look after his mother from the cross. But the context of this, where um, the crowds have surrounded Jesus, they're battling to get close to him. His mom and brothers are outside, and the disciples say to Jesus, they're trying to get hold of you. They're waiting for you outside. So you can put that back up. And Jesus replied to him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing it to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. 
Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother. This thing about family, our nuclear family, our, 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 the biology, you know, us four and no more, me, my wife, and my two kids. Through Scripture, there's always these pictures of the temporary and the, and the eternal, things that will last forever. Like the tabernacle was something temporary, a temporary place where they would worship God, and the temple, a temporary place, and it was then replaced with the things that would last forever, the eternal things. And the Word says, don't fix your eyes on the things that are temporary or give your hearts to the things that are temporary, but fix your eyes on the things that are eternal. And the family, our immediate family now, our flesh, where you're born into family through blood, it's a temporary thing. But this thing, where you're born into the household of God by the Spirit, is eternal. Think about that. Your brothers and sisters in Christ next to you, for eternity, will be your brothers and sisters. And we forsake the things of the kingdom for the things that of the temporary. And, and we look after our family, and it's a model, and it's a blessing to us that God has put us into um, good, healthy moms and dads and brothers and sisters, biology, where we love each other and we nurture each other and we care for each other. That is scriptural. But this thing where Jesus says, Who are my mother, my brother, and my sisters? But you, you guys, us guys, this family, brothers and sisters in Christ, for eternity. You think about that. Forsake the things of the church for your family. How does it sit? We can't go because us four no more. We're going here. We can't meet you. And, and the word says, don't forsake the gathering of the believers. Don't forsake this thing for the sake of the temporary. And, but I, and you tension that thing. Eh? I'm, just, I'm not saying now neglect your family. I'm saying that that thing, not all of your family would be in heaven, perhaps. Not, you know, there's many families that are broken. There's many families that are healthy. But there's, you know, your dad's saved, your mom's not saved. Your two brothers are, are not saved. Your sister's saved and your other sister's not saved. But here, where we're born again believers and we've been, inherit, we've been adopted into the kingdom of God, this thing is eternal. Is that not just a mind blow? For me, it sounded very odd. And I, when I read it, I'm like, whoa. We once had a, a family in this church that came many years ago. They, they wanted to join a church that would preach the word of God. They wanted to come for a Bible study and they wanted to hear the word and then they would leave. But we build, we want to build family. We want to know who you are. We want our, vo our lives to be involved in each other and intertwined and where we, um, we live this thing together and we reflect Him well together. But this family, every Sunday they were left, they were disappointed because we, we come, we, we, we're preaching um, life and love and uh, creating a platform for us to go out and evangelize, and a platform for us to grow in our gifts, a platform for us to be a light to the world, to draw the lonely into family. This is what we're trying to build, this platform for us to spring from. But they wanted only the Word of God, and they were us four and no more. That was, that was the thing. So we're coming on a Sunday, feed us. This food is actually not cool. It's not what we're looking for. And they wrestled and wrestled, and we were trying to draw them in, draw them in. Come live this thing with us. But they never did. They never, they wanted what they wanted. And they've gone from church to church looking for a church that's going to feed them. Don't let that ever come into your heart that you're coming here to be fed. We, we, we come to give 
and we come to receive. But don't let us just become receivers, consumers, Christian consumers or spiritual consumers. Because the world is full of consumers. We, we, we're taught and marketed to consume. But the church is different. We, we're we're sa- sacrifice. Come and lay down your life. Jesus says if you're going to hold on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lay down your life for his namesake, you will find life and true life. And, I, you know, he doesn't just, um, you know, give with one hand and take with the other hand. He, he comes and he gives you peace and he gives you joy and abundance. There's always this overflow with him. You can never outgive God. He always gives you more than you can expect. So I want to challenge you. If you are building to protect us for no more and get only what you want, open your heart. Trust God that this, the family of God is good for you. Just look around. This is always helpful for me when you really look at the other people around you. Like often we just kind of walk with blinkers. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I used to be like that. I don't want, I don't want nothing to do with people before I was saved. Just leave me alone. Can we take your number, sir, and call you to see if you enjoy the service? No, you can't. Just let, just leave me. I remember Belinda's like, are you coming back to church? I'm like, no way. Those people are just like people just wanted to know you and touch you. And I'm like, ah just so into my sin and in darkness. I'm like, just please leave me. You know, the word says that they don't want to come into the light because they love darkness. And that is it. When, when... Anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> just look at each other. Just value the person next to you. They, they have worth in the eyes of God. They, they've been created. We've all been created in the image of Him. I think sometimes we just go through the motions and we, 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 we forget that there are people coming in here that have needs. Deep emotional scars. That people are in agony. They need healing. They need companionship. They need an, a shoulder to cry on. I mean, Dan's preach last week was so powerful in that thing that he, through all the pain where, where you're trying to push people away, the very thing that is good for you is, is around you. But you need to trust that these people mean you good. I love um, Peter. You know, Peter denied Christ three times. And then Jesus is, Peter, do you love me? When he he, um, reconciles the relationship. Denies him three times and then Jesus asks him three times, Peter, do you love me? He's like, I love you, Lord. Actually, he's like, I like you, Lord. You know I like you. He said, feed my sheep. Look after these people. Look after this thing. Peter, do you love me? God, you know that I love you. Tend to my people. Look after these things. These things are precious to me. These things. You're not things. These people. And then the last time, Peter, do you love me? I love you, Lord. And feed my sheep, Peter. Look after my people. The people of God. Sister Mary and brother Bob. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And then Peter writes to the church in 1 Peter 1.22. He says, You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. Love each other deeply. Do you have a deep love for your brother and sister in Christ? A deep love. You know, I, can do, I can't do superficial. I don't like unreal, but I, I know 
I can go through the motions and not love people deeply. And the, you know what deep is? Deep is there's the surface, and when you're lucky, when you're mining, you go deep to find gold. And you go love these people deeply from the core of your being, not on the surface. Peter, do you love me? I love you, Lord. And then Peter writes, you love each other deeply from the heart. And then in 1 Peter 4, later on in the letter, verse 7 to 10, he says, the end of all things is near. For us, every day, we're nearer and nearer to the end. Be clear-minded and self-controlled so you can pray. And above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. You can leave that scripture up for me. Love covers over our sins. When we offend each other, unfortunately the church is full of people. When you are offended with us, when we hurt you, when I do not greet you or do not pay attention to you, or I'm not loving you deeply and I'm loving you shallowly, Love me and cover over my sin. Get over yourself. I'll get over myself. And let's just walk together. Let's find purpose together and do what we're called to do. We don't hold grudges. Love holds no record of wrong. Love always trusts, always believes, always hopes. Love is not rude. It's not proud. It's not self-seeking. This is what we do for each other in the household of God. We're the light to the world. Let us be a light. Let us love well. Let us live this thing well. Represent Jesus well. Build family well. Why do we do community on Wednesdays? So that we can tick a box. Don't go to community on Wednesday just to please your over-shepherd or your under-shepherd or brother Bob. <clears throat> and we're not a Bible study. We will study the Bible in community, but we're not a Bible study. We're family. We're the family of God, the household of God, Christian family. We're different from the world. Okay, I want to quickly read through Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. It says, and this is Paul praying, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven. This is us. I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven on earth has derived its name. We have his name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your innermost being so that Jesus would dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. You won't be able to love each other deeply if you don't understand the deep love that He has for you. That His love is wide and it's high and it's deep. And th this thing is impossible for us. But what is impossible for man is possible with God. You'll need to walk this thing out with the power of the Holy Spirit. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. So that you would be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. You have to understand that He loves you. The way we look after each other is intentional. <clears throat> and this Philippians 2, the scripture let me read it. Let the scripture do the teaching. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united, if you guys are encouraged by having this unity, if you have comfort from being loved by him, any common sharing in the spirit, 
tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Have the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. You know, unity was, Jesus prays for the disciples. He says, Father, I pray that they would be one like you and I are one. Why would he pray that, that we would be one? Unity is, you know, where there's unity, God commands a blessing. Having the same mind, having the same love, being one in spirit and one mind. Verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, do what? Value others above yourselves. How hard is that? When the world is telling you, value you above anyone else. You and your family and everything else gets the scrap. But we look after me. Rather, in humility, value others better than yourselves. Verse 4, not looking to your own interests, but to but each of you to the interests of others. I don't look after my own interests. I have to look after the, your interests. And if you have the same mindset for me, you're going to look after my interests. So I'm covered. I don't have to worry about me. I worry about you. You worry about me. I will not look after my own interests. I'm going to look after the interests of others. It has to be a mind thing. You have to change your perspective. When I say look around you, Look to see whose interests you can look after. It doesn't have to be everyone. We can't do, I can't do 150 people. But I can do one, I can do two, and you can do one, and you can do two. Look after the interests of others. You know, those that are wealthy amongst us, that have got, look to the interests of those that don't have amongst us. I'm not talking about visitors because this thing will become chaos. Everyone's like queuing outside. Hey, I believe there's handouts here. Yes, silver and gold have I none, but I can give you the Lord. Um, but I'm talking about material, looking after. What do we need? Speak, tell people what you need. Your brothers and sisters, our siblings, tell your sibling what you need. Verse 5, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant made in human likeness. Our attitudes should be the same. He came to serve, and, and Jesus says, no servant is greater than his master. We've come to, we're his. We belong to him. Verse 8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. And that's this thing, where we pour out our lives, we're going to sacrifice for each other, live this thing out. We get one life, one shot. We're one community, we're one congregation. Do the best you can with the time you have, with the resource you have. Don't squander it, don't waste your life. So in closing, the family of God... We have to appreciate how different we are. We have some young by age, some young in faith, some older in age, some older in faith. We have some rich, some poor, from different um, cultures. We're diverse, and that's what makes it beautiful. We have men, we have women. So we have to appreciate our differences. We're not all the same. And we don't, that's what I said, we, we can choose our friends, but we don't choose family. We receive each other in our differences and our diversity. 
that represents Jesus well. So look after each other. And when we're hurting, um, you know the, the definition of compassion is to suffer together with. Like when Dan was hurting. Compassion, compassion, showing compassion to one another is, I'm going to suffer together with you. That's compassion. God is compassion. He suffers together with us. He knows our pains, but he's working something good in you through the trial and through the fire. You come out stronger, full of faith. So speak out. Tell people what your needs are. Tell your brothers and sisters, your, your fathers in the house, the mothers in the house. Speak, connect, and minister to each other. Provide each other with what we need spiritually and materially. And then also reach out. There's not one elder on this team that I know, or deacons, deacon couples, or community leaders that will say no if you need something. The, the elders in this house are accessible. But you know what I mean? Our hearts are for you, really. Don't feel like we're unapproachable. We, we are family, and we would give our hearts to you. Deacons as well, they'll serve you. Just ask. We, we, don't, we don't know everyone's needs. You need to speak. And I'm not only talking material. I'm talking emotional. Because we're all broken. We all have stuff. So reach out to each other and trust that we're going to look after you. We, might, we don't always get it right, but our hearts are to do that right. And some people will feel, oh, neglected and, you know, I've never been invited. Um, but invite. Don't wait for people to invite you. And also, it doesn't have to be expensive. You can meet people for a walk on the beach together. You can phone. You can WhatsApp each other. Just connect with each other. Build family well. Represent him well.